Hello and welcome to another episode of Things and Stuff, the show where we talk about things and Star Wars. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy, alongside my best friend and co-host, Alex. You thought I was going to say stuff, didn't you? I did. Um, we've got a fun show for you today, but first, as always, Alex, please tell the people how you're doing. Uh, well, Jeremy, you and I just saw Star Wars. Yeah, we talked about it last episode, and then we saw it tonight, and then we've recorded. Yeah, it's we saw it. We, yeah, we've seen it. We've seen it. We now live. We, we've we've seen it. All right. That's all I'm going to say about it. Other than, wow, what a surprise that they decided to bring Jar Jar back. That hey, was, no spoilers. Spoilers. So, spoilers. Right. Okay. So if you've listened to this, go ahead and fast forward past maybe like the fifth, the thirty-ish the second mark. You will miss that spoiler. Yeah. That's, that's not how this works. No, because then they would have already heard it. Um, but yeah, other than that, how you doing? How was your weekend? Uh, what's up? Uh, Eric and I did. We did our uh, Christmas, so that was fun. What? I've uh, well, okay. So we're gonna be with her family for like the actual weekend of Christmas. So we wanted to have our own Christmas morning. So yesterday, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday we woke up. And opened our presents together. Wow, I had no idea. It so, was, so you're with her family at the coast, or what? Or where are you going? No, we're just going to their house, but we'll be staying with them. So, but not with your parents. You're doing her family for yeah, Christmas. Yeah, well, this year we're with her her parents, and then yeah, we're doing the the rotation. Gotcha. The marital rotation, as they call it. Gotcha. That's a cool idea to do Christmas a week early. Just I, to I'm be honest, you. I wasn't. I wasn't too hot on the idea. I was excited to open presents early because that seems fun. But I'm like, I, I like. Wait, Christmas so you already morning. know what you got? I like Christmas her. morning. Uh, and then, uh, come Sunday morning, I was like, "Let's do this. We're opening presents. It's Christmas. We got cinnamon rolls, coffee. Let's do it." That's that's kind of cool. It was really fun. We had it so it, like because yeah, we're not gonna have our own Christmas. Like we'll have Christmas morning, but it'll be with her sisters mm-hmm. and brother in law. So you wanted to do something special? Just yeah, so we want to have our own. And her sisters did the same thing this weekend. So we kind of all had our like. Did Christmas they mornings. all know? Did they all plan it together? The sisters? I don't think so. I think it just worked out because it was the, the weekend before Christmas. You know, mm-hmm. so it was like, hey, let's let's do this. And so now we get to go to the weekend. You know, already having. Wait. So what you get? Oh, I got some some fresh new some fresh new clothing. Uh huh. I'm gonna be looking real nice in Very the future. Nice. Very nice. I got some. She got me some really. I told her that I was going spicy with some of the presents this year. Like I was, she gave me a list, and I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you some things off the list, but there's gonna be a couple of, there's gonna be a couple of zingers in there. All right, mm-hmm. not like joke gifts. I don't like to give joke gifts. Mm-hmm. I, that would be more trouble than it's worth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I, yeah. So I got, and not, not her presents didn't all come in time. So she still has something to open. But she got real spicy, and I got some bright red pants. See. I didn't want to make any speculation, so I was waiting to tell, waiting till you said something. What did you mean by spicy? I, I've been liking this word spicy, Jerry. See, when you said spicy, I thought you meant inappropriate, and I was like, this is an interesting topic. Oh, no. <laughs> I got my wife some spicy things. I'm like, huh. No, no. Interesting. Sp- spicy <laughs> as in like, whoo, these are some, some hot takes, some, some interesting decisions. Yeah, so, so like, I was so confused just now. I was like, I'm just going to wait till you say something because I have no get, idea what you Like, you can about. go mild or you can get the spicy, all right? All right. I'll go with it. No, I wasn't. I wasn't going the dirty route. Yeah, that's I would have said like, I'm getting her some dirty gifts. Yeah, which is that's more of a birthday thing. Mm. <laughs> Look forward to that, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just so confused. I was like, spicy, interesting. Also, I've never heard you use that before. So I'm like, that's weird. I heard it on a podcast recently, and I was like, I'm going to be using that. That sounds like a fun word. Let's make. All right, let's good. No, well, now happen. I'm in the loop, so now I know what you mean when you're talking about spicy things. Welcome to the spicy loop. All right, we should we should call some we should call the spicy loop something. Ooh. 
Uh, what are you doing with the my, mic? You're my mic is noise. facing the wrong way, so I'm like facing the wall and not you. I I don't set it up as well as you do, okay? Oh, yeah. I realized that I didn't set up your mic today. Yeah, now I'm facing you. We're good. All I thought right. I had it straight on, but I was like, I just was like at this weird angle. All right. What was I going to talk about? Oh, so this weekend, um, we went down to Riverside, California for my sister's graduation. Oh, congratulations, Kimberly. Yeah, we stayed in an Airbnb that was huge in Corona, California. Cool. It was huge. And it was completely empty. You've been in Airbnb before, right? Yeah. They're just like normal houses, other people's houses. Sure. And you stay in a room or you stay in the whole house or whatever, right? Yeah, because that's the thing with Airbnb. You have to at least live in a house for some of the year. Really? Yeah. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. Well, this looked like it was not lived in at all. It was completely empty. All it had was like the beds in the bedroom and a couch in the living room with the TV and a dining table. Nothing in any of the anything. There's no furniture. There was no. It was so weird. That is weird. Yeah. Nothing on the walls. No, there was no nothing. Really? It was, just a, it was just a house. Yeah. Completely empty. It was walls. Weird. Yeah. That's weird. At least it had beds. Yeah. And they were and nice. And the couch. Yeah. It was just, it was just like Did I it said. have anything in the kitchen? Like it had two utensils? pots and then like four plates, four mugs. That's so. Weird. It was so weird. Yeah, that, can't get over it. Huge house, like ginormous. Um, like yeah, but it was just really weird. You know, I think they're probably lying. I don't think they lived there. No, yeah. <laughs> so John, if you're listening, you might want to look that up. That there's a house in he works for Airbnb. <laughs> Find them. Find well, they them. said that it was like their second. Uh, we were their second guests there. Oh, cool. Um, All right. And it was in like a really beautiful gated community, really huge house, and everything like that. It was just like it was just know. different. Yeah, and just, empty. Yeah. Maybe they're minimalists. Yeah, or they're just still, still trying to get like it, it might be their second home or something like that. They're trying to. Yeah. Anyway, Can you imagine. Having a second home in a gated community, that sounds like a nice thing. Like, ah, I'm going to, or maybe they, okay, maybe they're original, like they're where, where they live, they're like in this like studio apartment it, on, on Skid Row, but then they're like, oh, when we want to get away, we go, <laughs> we go to our, our second house, which yeah. is just, a, it was just really It was cool. I'll have to show you pictures. Um, but yeah, so we did that, uh, not much else. And then I got back and we're a week away from Christmas and things are just like going way too fast. We have so many things happening. Yeah. I really have to sneeze right now and I don't know when it's going to happen. No, it looks like it's killing you over <laughs> yeah. there. Um, but so what I did this weekend, I used to hate it, but I did this weekend is I wrapped my presents. Congratulations. Congratulations. Wrapping presents way harder than people give it anyone credit for. You look very nice. I used to hate wrapping presents, but then um, last year, it was. I used to hate wrapping presents for Christmas, for birthdays, for any gift giving experience. But then last year, Natalie's mom showed me how to wrap presents. And no way! I am enjoying it. I okay. So having done our Christmas now, I wrapped all of Erica's presents. And I got to be honest, before before this, I didn't do a ton of the wrapping. I usually requested the services of the stores in which I bought the presents. Or That's smart. Something along those lines. Because it was like, all right, I'm gonna. It's gonna look like a five year old did this, and let me tell you, I leaned into that this year. Just like the, it gives it that handmade feel, you know. Well, I love doing crafts, and I love everything looking pristine and everything like that. And I like, I'm yeah. an art major and did all these things, and I just was not good at wrapping presents. I didn't. I think my problem was I didn't have a strategy going in. You know, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this side, then unfold it, and then do this, and then hopefully it'll turn out. But now I have a strategy going in, like. When you flip over the wrapping paper and they have all those little squares, you got to do three on the left, three on the right, and then like fold it over to see how much. Like I have a strategy wow, going you in. Got a now. whole count. You, yeah, you got everything. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, and it works you out. May, you may have to show me a thing or two. I mean, not this year because I'm done. I'm, I'm all taken care of. 
Uh, you know what? We still got some more. Maybe I'll have you show me. No, yeah, it works out. Really, like I, so the little like a box, like a medium to small size box, really easy to wrap. When you get into the weirder shapes, yeah, you gotta you gotta mess around. Get into big boxes. Now you also have to mess around a little bit. How, are you, are you into the gift box game? Like where you have. Erica purchased some gift boxes that are like, these are just generic white boxes that are specifically for putting in the weird things, like the weird shapes and stuff that are kind of hard to wrap. You just put them in these boxes. And boxes so and bags are good, but... Um, well, I, I greatly prefer bags. But yeah, because then you just put tissue in them. Yeah, like don't the, like opening those as much. That's fun. Yeah. So I just wrapped the boxes that the things came in. Yeah, it was a good call. Yeah. I mean, it seemed to work out. See, the big one that you're looking at over there, it's curved on the top. If I you noticed look at that. It, that was an interesting one to wrap. But I think it's I did a pretty good job. Impressive that you were able to do it and not make it look wrinkled. Because anytime I do anything, the paper I know. is just like wrinkled. I love it. I, I, nice. I'm proud of those ones. I have one more thing to wrap, and then I still have to do like half of my Christmas shopping. So Those look good. You did a good job. People are going to be very thorough in ripping those to shreds. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so in kind of talking about my weekend and what happened, I kind of want to just dive straight into my topic. Let's my do thing. it. Um, we were flying back from Ontario, California. And that's where it's a wonderful the airport place. was. So that's a place. And it was like a two-hour flight. And flying down there, we were on Alaska, and the captain was like, okay, so it's really windy when you get down towards that airport, um, and we're expecting, we have a lot of tailwind or whatever, but we're expecting turbulence once we start landing. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's giving us a heads up. When we were leaving, the pilot did no such thing. Oh, no. Um. And apparently, just like the Ontario airport, there's like a lot of winds, the Santa Ana winds or whatever. Oh, okay. So it's, a, it's apparently just a very turbulent airport and area. All right. Um, that I know now. Yeah. Did not know when we were like the whole process. So we're leaving. Captain doesn't say anything. Um, they do say that we have a horrible headwind. And okay. So it was like a, an hour for an hour 50 to get down there. And it was going to be like two tw- uh, hours and like 10 or 15 minutes to get back. Real quick, do you know what a headwind is? It's the wind that is going directly at you, whereas the tailwind which is the wind that's pushing you. Gotcha. Oh, you did that? Yeah. So I was just making. Make, I, I I figured that's what it was, but then I was like, is there something else to it? Like so, like when you're doing in racing or whatever. Sure. Like, um, for world records and like sprints, they're like, oh yeah, well this guy had like the wind at his back, so yeah. he it was a little bit easier versus a guy running into the wind. Yeah. Which is a headwind. So yeah, it was gonna take. It was gonna add like twenty minutes onto our flight. Oh. So he was telling us that ahead of time, but they didn't say anything else. It was I've okay. Now you know this about me. I have been around the world quite a few times. Yeah, done a lot of flying in my life. This was the worst turbulence I've ever experienced in my entire life. Really. Um, Natalie thought that we were gonna have to do an emergency landing at one point. Oh dear. She was trembling like she was shaking, and and she has done as much flying in her life as I have. That's like she's flown a lot too. Her grandpa was a pilot. Like she's she is oh, a frequent flyer, you know. Yeah. And this was the worst turbulence she's ever experienced too. It's oh. a two-hour flight, two-hour, yeah. fifteen-minute flight, or whatever. There was turbulence for a whole hour. Oh my! Gosh. And it was like it was it was actually like being on a roller coaster. Like we would like all of a sudden we would be shaking, 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 which was bad enough, and then we would yeah. just dip. Oh, and then that's the worst. and then we were like shaking, and then it was feeling. it felt like we would just like all of a sudden bank left and bank right really bad. Ugh. It would feel like you would just got like pulled to the left. It was just like like a, a real jerk. Wow, that sucks. For an hour, it was real bad, and it was like she was like, "We're gonna have to do emergency landing. This is gonna be crazy." Like I've never like it was. Is it 
it's true that no plane has ever crashed from turbulence though right like it's just a like it's more of a you feeling it thing it's the plane kind of flexing and bending through the wind um well the plane was uh, it wasn't just bending and flexing but like you hit air pockets like i don't know how they work exactly but like the plane does drop or does does like move around just based on what it's not the turbulence yeah. in the wind like yeah, how yeah. the wind is reacting yeah, on the plane, the plane yeah so that's exactly it was it felt like we were on a bumpy a real bumpy road yeah so it wasn't just the plane flexing but like we were actually going up and down and then like there was parts where we actually did dip, like fall like dip a little Man, bit that's yeah crazy. it was so and this pilot didn't say anything the one thing he did say which made it even more scary is like um the flight attendants were walking up and down to like help people yeah and he said flight attendants take your seats and that was it and they got off the radio Oh, wow. So I was like, oh, this is serious. Maybe he drew the short straw. <laughs> He's like, I'm not taking that route today. I'm so tired of flying. You, you got to. You got to take it. Flight attendants take your seats. It yeah. was scary. It was, yeah, it was bad. Dang. Um, but then that just had me thinking about the whole flying experience. And then we had to take a like a take a max to the airport yeah. when we were in Portland. And then we had to take a lift back because the maxes were not right. Like, it was at midnight when we arrived. So I'm just thinking... Um, what are your thoughts on public transportation, um, your experiences there, and uh, pros and cons, I guess? Yeah. Public transportation is a heck of a thing. Let me tell Okay. I feel like I've said a few different times on the show that I, at some point in my life, will transition to only taking public transportation. I don't think I've heard that on the show or in general about you. Really? Yeah. I, like, my dream is to never have to drive to work. Like, that's, I mean. You don't, but you, I thought you did like driving. I hate driving so much. See, I, I love it. driving. I love being like in a car. Well, that's a tip back. I don't like being in a car. I love being the one behind the wheel in a car. Yeah. I hate traffic, as we've talked about on the show several times. Yeah. Um, but I like if I'm just on the open road driving, I don't mind that. Oh yeah. Well, okay. A, a road trip, like I'll enjoy a road trip as much as the next guy. But it's like, the day, daily commute. Day, daily like. driving and like not even the commute. Like okay, today we went to go see Star Wars at a four ten showing. So I left at 3.30, said it was going to take me uh, like a half hour to get. Yeah, that was a mistake because you're on the opposite side of town and rush hour traffic starts at 2.30. But I mapped it. I had even mapped it and like looked ahead and was like, all right, traffic's going to be bad. I'll I'll give myself enough time so that I'll get there and I'll still have like 10 minutes or whatever. It took me 45 minutes to get there, another 15 to park, and it was like all traffic. And it was just like, but, but it's... It's the middle of it's three it's three thirty on a Monday. Rush what, what hour starts doing? at two thirty and it goes till six thirty. The next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just is I feel like we're just at this point in Portland especially where it's just like, well the, the, the yeah, this is rush hour. Rush hour is all day. We just live Rush hour rush starts hour. right before school gets out and then it goes until after everybody's back home from work. Yeah, it's just it sucks. Um but what are your thoughts? I feel like we live in a town that has pretty good public transportation as far as most of the major cities. In, in some ways, it has fairly good. The problem... In comparison to other places, it's good, but also it's not the best it could be. For, for a city that touts its public transportation, I feel like it's garbage. That's correct. I, I think Portland could do so much better with public transportation, but they just keep they just keep putting max lines in, in like places that you don't want to go. It's like, because it's places that you don't want to go, but places that haven't been served before. Yeah. Yeah. But like, okay, that's fair. But like, they need one through the middle of town. You know, like they don't have, there's no way to get, oh, I want to go here in Southeast. But like, you have to take 19 buses to get to like, from mm-hmm. my, 
apartment on 60th, mm-hmm. you know, to go all the way over to, oh, I, I just want to go to like 49th. And it's yeah. like, all right, you got to take five buses to transfer. Yeah, like, What's like, fair about that, though, is that like a max takes up a lot of space. And so they, and all those streets downtown uh, in Southeast and parts of downtown, they, they don't have the infrastructure. It's like, you have to tear out a block to put a max in. Yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, look, I, I'm all for it. If, if they made the max like a feasible thing to where, because okay, here's here's the way like my friend and I at work talk about this a lot, but like public- also by the way for those of you who don't know or don't live in Portland, the max is our um like our subway type of system. It's a our light rail train. It's like the tube for that one person that lives in Swiss yeah. In it's our light rail train that's above ground, so it's not yeah. a subway, but it's, it's above- not the tube. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but we talk about how it basically it takes an hour to get anywhere you want to go taking public transport, which is yeah. Like it's good in some ways where it's like it takes me an hour to get to the zoo from my house, but at the same time, it took me an hour to get to Portland State from my house. And it's like that's not good enough to where like you they they want people to rely on public transportation, but they're like a person that is working like nine to six and then wants to go and do something with somebody after work is not going to be able to get there because it's like, well, yeah, I'll get there, but I won't be there till like 7, and then the place closes at 8 because it's Portland. Like, there's so many... I feel like there's so many problems with the public transportation where it's like, ah, if it was just a little better, everybody would like it a lot more. Have you been in anywhere, other cities, that it is a little better? And what would you have? What would you add to Portland to do that? I this is not it, the direction I was going to go, but I like where we're going. I... We had our, our patented idea. It's patented. Remember, Portland. Uh, but to do, like, the fast, the express lane for the max. Oh, yeah. We're still trying to workshop like that. that one. How to yeah, make it go. How to make it. We're figuring it pass. out. Yeah. We're trying to figure out the cost of tunnels and things to just build another one underneath or whatever. You know, we're, we'll figure it. We'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. We might have to do something like Gotham City and do, like, the, the monorail kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> but, no, how have, uh, like. That's a good idea, but how have other cities done it that you've seen that worked? Well, like, why doesn't Portland do this? I feel like a lot of cities do have something along those lines to where it's like, okay, I haven't I haven't been to Chicago, but like my dad was able to just like take a train from like he's like, oh yeah, if I wanted to go here, I just got on this train and I rode it all the way there. If I wanted to get here, I got on this bus and that had more stops, and then that took me all the way there. And it's like, so basically the answer to that one is what we both have kind of been saying. We need more infrastructure. We need more, like infrastructure we need we, more lanes on the max rather than just one going this way, one going that way. We need another one that like yeah. and, another like, lane. We need, um, we need more maxes that is not just going yeah. blue line, red line, green, green line, a red line. and a blue line all in the same area. It's like, what? we need something that serves Southeast Portland. We need something that gets you into Northeast Portland, into the Mississippi district. Cause there's literally not a bus that is easy to take. Like there's not, there's just like the transfer routes are bad and they should feel bad, you know, to to the point where it's like it's easier and more convenient to take Lyft and Uber. But that's like I was about so to get to that, how Lyft and Uber have been a game changer. But I still want to stay on the public transportation before it's, I get to that. It's topic. so expensive and like it's so hard to like they just have a lot of problems. I feel like and the bus is a nightmare. Have you taken the bus? I was going to get on this part next is that um you take the bus and have taken the bus a lot more than I have. Um I never took the bus I take it like once in a blue moon. I'm um, like really from the max stop to my apartment or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you took it all in high school and everything like that. Yeah, so what what are your thoughts on that? I, um, what I liked about the bus is that I learned the city because I had to figure out the bus routes to figure out how to get home or how to get to the, my friend's house or whatever. Like just, I learned the city by taking the bus and that I appreciate. 
but the bus <laughs> the bus sucks like you can't you can count on the max to be at that stop at 235 like you know okay green line's coming i got 10 minutes to get there it's gonna pick me up the bus it's like hey there's one scheduled in 14 minutes and then you get there and the bus is leaving it's like but it's not supposed to come for another seven minutes yeah uh, and i feel like the buses there. have the a bigger variable than the maxes do is that they have traffic that they're dealing with traffic. so when traffic is gridlocked here like Sorry, the bus is also in, stuck in that gridlock too. And it has this weird, like this kind of, it's almost a catch-22 of like, there are way too many stops we're to where like, I remember my bus route home, they were like, I think, I don't, I don't want to like say that there's, there's systematic like this, but it was like, I feel like every three to four blocks, there's another stop. And it's like, no, oh, that's what it seems like. Yeah. Somebody can like, cause then, so then you're like, okay, we're going to stop on 39th. All right, cool. And then the bus starts going and somebody pulls the cord. And now, okay, we're letting you out on 35th. It's like, why can't you just get off at 39th? It's four more blocks you can walk. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, but like I said, just being down in California, it just seemed like there was nothing good as far as transport, like public transportation went. First of all, um, what was awesome and also sucked is that all of their um, freeways were like 10 lanes, right? Yeah. Um, everything is just so huge down there. Yeah. Um, and then there was like here, one of the worst parts about transportation in general about Portland is that there are four freeways, Yep. um, two going North and South, two going East and West, essentially six lanes total in all four of those freeways. Yeah. Um, down there it was like they had eight that were just going North and South and like eight that were going, uh, East and West or whatever. And so like, you're just hopping on freeway to freeway or whatever. And it just seemed like public transportation, like it just sucked. Yeah. There was no sure. way to like get around easily because everything was so far apart. Yeah. Um, so I thought I'm like, well, that's nice that we have something going for us in that, in that aspect. It's it like, it's convenient. And it, like, if you're not ever in a hurry, it's not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. but like it's, it's hard to have to factor in, okay, it's going to take me an hour at bare, bare minimum. It's going to take me an hour to getting wherever I want to go. As a, what I'm trying to say is as an outsider, and please correct me if I'm wrong, you can email your thoughts to say thing at gmail.com. Yeah. But as an outsider, um, going, visiting LA and its surrounding small cities. And yeah. by surrounding, we were, we were on the outskirts. We were in Corona, Ontario, yeah. Riverside, LA. We were all over the place. Yeah. Um, it just looking, it seemed like transport public transportation was a nightmare. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it sounds like L.A. in general commuting is just sounds like an absolute nightmare. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine ever doing yeah, that. Yeah, I hate traffic. We've talked about that. And that's yeah. not what this topic is about. This was no, more about I'm, public transportation. No, yeah, I'm just trying oh. to. This wasn't. A, this is more about public transportation. Yeah. The bus, you have way more experience than I do. Um, but the Max, I've thought, has been very convenient um, as of late. Yeah. Just in like, like you said, well, I'm not trying to go as far as you, but like just from here to downtown, like, okay, it's going to take me about 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, and I'm only going to have like five stops and that's like, okay, I don't want to like, if I'm going to a Blazers game, like, I don't want to park. I have to worry about parking downtown and I don't have to worry about the traffic getting out. I'm just going to take the max in and like, boom, boom, boom. Yep. And, um, like I have a, a TriMet pass, so I don't have to worry about ticketing or anything like that. That's nice. So it's just like hop on. And so that part is pretty convenient and it's generally like. You don't have to, like, for buses, as you've mentioned, you have to worry about all these different, like, transfers and changes. The Max is like, hop on this one, and you're good. Yeah. So, I do like that about it. Um, But I agree with you. There's so many things that could be changed. But but the biggest thing that has been a game changer is 
Lyft and Uber. Yeah. And having that option of like, I don't want to drive, but I need to get from here to here, which is not that far. And it would be dumb for me to do X, Y, and Z. I'm just going to call Lyft. I'm going to be like 10 bucks, whatever. Like that has been very convenient. Totally. Uh, okay. For, for We're using Lyft. Um, Erica's parents are using Lyft because uh, Erica's sister and her brother-in-law, they fly in to PDX at, and they land at like one in the morning. I think... I think Friday, this Friday. Yeah, or and the max will stop running at like midnight or something like that. Eleven thirty. And well, and Erica's parents now live an hour and like maybe an hour fifteen from the airport. They live out by me, right? Yeah. Well, they further. Of, yeah, like we were kind of in their neck of the woods at Cinetopia tonight. Oh, they're like a half hour past that. Oh, so not Hillsborough this way, but more past Beaverton, like a little bit further. They're they're closer, I would say, to Newburgh than they are to. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's it's. It's out there, and they're not. And you're taking a lift, so the option option A is a two hour drive for somebody at one in the morning. You know, like, oh, because okay, they're back. leave at midnight, get back at two, or have them take a lift. Have them take a lift back and just tip the guy well because he's got quite a trek. Because that's like a fifty dollar, fifty to sixty dollar lift ride right there. It, oh, it for sure is. It for sure is. But like they're they're like you know what? Like that's just what we've got to do because it's probably going to be a tank of gas either way. You know? Yeah. So, for sure. Because we just took it back from the airport, like I said, and that was like thirty five dollars. Yeah. It, it, it's it's cheap. But enough. that was that it's was like twenty three miles, and so I was like, wow, that was a good. That's a good deal that I didn't have to like. Yeah. It's One cheaper than it's convenient drive. and like it's cheaper than paying for parking at the airport or something and like oh it's just yeah, in the car. Yeah, or long term parking. And I, I can't overemphasize the convenience. Like yeah. that is the biggest thing for me. Like, oh man, and this so is great. We like um uh, my favorite instance where we used Lyft was the day Erica broke her foot. So she broke her foot at work and she had the car. I was at home. I had taken the Max home from school or whatever. Um, and so I'm like sitting at home and all of a sudden she's like, Hey, I just, I think I hurt my foot pretty bad. I can't drive. And it was like, all right. Um, well it's, it's now four thirty. I will not be able to get out to you for an hour, maybe two. If you took public traffic. transportation. Cause yeah, it was like the only option for me was I have, I have my ticket from today. I can take like three buses. This is where, and this is where it comes. Like she lives a 15 minute drive away from us. It like in at four thirty, it would have taken me fifteen minutes to drive there, but with the the bus, I would have had to walk a half a mile to catch the max, to then take the max, ten different stops, then to transfer to a bus that then has a, a half hour drive up a hundred or up division or whatever, and then I can get to her work where it's like. All right, I'll, I can be to you before six, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm but then you just called the lift. Ton of pain. So then it was like, uh, you know what? Hold on, let me look at lift. Let me see what that's going to be. And I was like, all right, it's ten bucks. It's going to get me there in twelve minutes. So that that that's a <laughs> killer like, deal. That's a no brainer in my mind. Yeah, ten oh, bucks. It was, like, a, it was an absolute no brainer. I'm like, honey, I'm taking a lift. I'll be there in twelve minutes. She's like, oh thank goodness, because then I was able to drive her to the hospital, and like all of that was averted just because it was convenient. I like Lyft over Uber for a plethora of reasons. Um, but they also have, they treat their drivers better in general, but they also yeah. have better deals going on all the time. Oh, all the time. Yeah, I guess it's not the, just every the single ride I have there. Yeah. Every single ride. It's like, Oh, here, here's this. Um, it's December here. Have 10% off. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, 
you, it's the 21st this is your yeah yeah it's just random they have all these different things it's like a friday night and you're not driving good for you here's five percent you know it's lift tuesday that's not alliterative <laughs> but yeah. it works but yeah so th- those have all been helpful what i also like about when i lived downtown um the max was just so easy yeah getting around there was ridiculously easy yeah but also we do live in a very bike friendly city yes three months out of the year well, no, the city itself is bike friendly. The weather might not be bike friendly, friendly yeah. but the ci- the city is very easy to navigate. Like, like yeah. I said, um, having been in a place um, where I can compare it to, I'm like, oh wow, this this would suck for biking around. Yeah, but so it's something that uh, I was like, oh yeah, this is nice that we have a place that is easy to do like that. Yeah, Portland is nice and friendly to bikes, and like it's funny. Like there are always ways you can do it better, but we do it pretty well. I would say like there. There are a few, like in North Portland specifically, a lot of the bike routes are just side roads or whatever. And then there's like a little bike icon rather than like a, a lane or anything. They're like, hey, how about instead of having a bike lane on a busy road, why don't we just put you on the side road here and have a little pathway? And those can be pretty nice. But a lot of times they're like, where are you taking me? I'd rather just be on the road. This is ridiculous. We're weaving in and out. But it, it's, yeah. it is like bike friendly in that we have it all set up so that you can bike anywhere. Mm-hmm. But man, I wish it was... I wish I was tougher. I'm a wuss. And so when it's raining, I'm like, I don't, I don't think I'd ever bike, but I did for a time. think mm-hmm. I'm going to bike a lot. Uh, Sean and I did that. We had bikes and we would bike to school. We did it for like, I did it for a whole term. It was in the winter term or it was fall term. So it was like raining all the time and it was really cold. Yeah. And Sean and I like got geared up. We had all of our, yeah. we had like rain pants, like I, all these other things. I remember the, vividly Sean sticking that one out. Longer than you. Yeah, did. I lasted a turn. <laughs> yeah. he, he went for the year. Sean, he he yeah, went for Sean a long time. Like no rain, no sleet. Like he's out there. Yeah, and uh, I after I did it gear. for how long is it? Was a term three months or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I did that, and he just kept going. Yeah. It once was, it got like once fall term ended and it was like officially winter, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm By out. the time we were in sweatpants, it was like, yeah, we'll. we'll you want to ride to school? Yeah, yeah, I'll meet you there, Sean. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, it was pretty much that, and then. Sean just toughing it out. Mm-hmm. What an idiot. But yeah. I just wanted to get your thoughts on public transportation. I feel like it's something that we can often take for granted because we can drive around, but like yeah. having been stuck in traffic and all that stuff, it's like, man, like we, we, like I said, when I go to, when I'm going to a blazer game, I take the max all the time now. Yeah. And it's all like blazer games normally start at seven, seven thirty, right about the time you'd be leaving for rush hour traffic. And we are cruising past a freeway. That's just a parking lot. Yeah. And it's like, man, this is a great idea. It's taking me 20 minutes where I would be stuck in traffic for maybe an hour and 20 minutes. It would be awesome though. If we became a place where like you literally don't need a car to live here because we're small enough that that's how it should be, but we're just not there yet. You know, like, People I feel are, like the the city of Portland has so many things to deal with that that is not going to be something that's going to happen anytime soon. Oh, I I know, but like that's why you have bureaus, you know, and they're they they can ha- they they can do they can handle it. But I don't, yeah, I'm not going to uh, get into the money is, part but, about this. But yeah, yeah, we don't need to get into like the whole politics <laughs> about why it's not going to be able to happen. But I just for let's just go down this utopian ideal of a city where like you don't need a car because okay, so we have a friend who does not have a car and. Like listening to what she has to go through on a daily basis just to like get around is like, it's like heartbreaking because it's like she's just trying to take public transport everywhere or whatever. And it's like it hampers her ability to get 
good jobs in some in some cases because it's like all right well i live in this apartment and i just moved in here and this job that i'm trying to accept is in beaverton and it would take me two and a half hours to get there or i'd take and i still have to take a lift because it's a half hour off of a max track for a walk and it's like oh that that sucks or like if she comes over she'll get off work you know and then it takes her two hours to get to wherever she's going and then then she has to take it home you know and then it's like oh but now you're leaving it's like 10 o'clock and you're, you're a woman and it's like it's not a it's not a cool it's not like the cool max, or the safe or night, comfortable the yeah. bus especially at night is like not a place that anyone let alone a, like a young woman would feel safe in a city and it's mm-hmm. it's it's hard because we're like so then she's she kind of becomes dependent on people giving her rides and i'm sure it's like hard to do that because she's just trying to you know take care of herself but the city kind of makes it a challenge and i think yeah. that's the case and i imagine that's not just portland but mm-hmm. it would be awesome if it was like hey you don't need a car you can take it you can take the max it's fine it's quick yeah safe and it's surprising because like portland in and of itself is a very walkable city yeah once you start getting just 10 minutes out of that it's like well this sucks yeah you know yeah oh uh, just 10 minutes away from like downtown or whatever like that or southeast like because those two areas are pretty walkable to whatever you need to go to like totally. if you live in an apartment in southeast or downtown it's like oh i need to go to the grocery store boom right there yeah or there's a streetcar or a max or but that's real easy yes anything outside of that once yeah. you get start getting it it's a little too further far. out yeah, yeah then it gets a lot more difficult and like i said this is still pretty good in comparison to other cities. Yeah, like that's just ama- yeah, crazy. I like public transportation. I know I've been just railing on it. Not I to think make you a like it, and you just want to see it improve, and you see the benefits of what it could be, it and so it's just not there yet. I just like um, it's so nice, even though it takes a long time. There's something nice about that too. I will, mm-hmm. I will like point to the positives of like, in the morning, you have to get up earlier because you got to get on the train earlier. And then you get to just kind of enjoy a slower morning because you're just mm-hmm. sitting on the max or whatever, mm-hmm. or standing because it's a little crowded. But you know, the fast lane will fix that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's something we should think about. Um, fun fact is when I was flying, I got to play the switch on the plane. That was really fun. Oh, uh, I I am so looking forward to my first time doing that. It yeah. was fun. I I mean, I got to we play played a lot of Mario Kart, Kart, and then we watched um some shows and stuff. That's fantastic, dude. This is uh, this is an aside. We don't have to go down this video game road, but. The stuff they just added into Zelda, lots of fun. Lots I, of fun I still have to get on that. I still have to finish beating uh, Horizon. Anyway, yeah. Uh, what's your thing? My thing, Jeremy. We should talk about. I, okay, I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, Erica and I were we wanted to watch Love Actually. It's every Christmas. It's been on Netflix or Amazon. Like somebody's had it for mm-hmm. streaming this year. It's on Amazon, but you have to buy. You it. have to buy it. Yeah, three ninety nine so, or something like that. So we bought it. Because it was three ninety nine. Did you rent it or buy it? It was three ninety nine to rent or four ninety nine to buy, and it yeah. was like, well, we own Love Actually now. And, but it, that was, I think, the third time that that's happened. Where it's like, we really want to watch this movie. It's a movie that we will want to watch multiple times. Let's just buy it. Mm-hmm. And it's the third time we bought it from Amazon, I, I would say. So the first Love time we Actually bought, like, the, was the one. No, no, no. First time we bought the uh, third time we bought a movie in general from. Do you Amazon. remember what the other two were? Uh, Harry Potter, the first one, mm-hmm. and the fifth one. We, because you don't own the Harry Potter movies. I do now. That completed the set. Okay, I could have sworn you owned all of them. Uh, I hate the fifth, so I never really cared to buy it. Mm-hmm. And the first, I think, might just be at my parents' house. But wow. I think it's I think it's theirs anyway. Like, I think 
Okay. I have all of them except for I had all of them except for those two. So last year I, I bought them or whatever. So love actually. But anyway, uh, yeah. So we bought love actually, but it was one of those things where it was like, oh yeah, great. We'll just buy it digitally, and now we we own it. And I realized that man, I don't know why I buy anything on disc anymore or anything. I don't know why I buy any physical media anymore because I don't think I care about it as much as I thought I did. And I'm even kind of coming down on like, I don't even know that I need like to buy a physical book. Cause, uh, like I was getting into like buying comics and stuff and reading comics. And then man, comiXology is a nice experience of like, I can just look at this literally frame by frame and go through it. I don't know. What do you think? What do you, where do you come down on? Cause I know that you like to buy some things physical for the collector aspect. So I just want to talk to you about physical versus digital. Um, it's funny because first of all, this is a great topic. I love it. Um, the, the two things that you pointed out, those are the only two things that I, um, I do like buying physically sometimes. So yeah. like for comic books, like for, first of all, books versus comic books, comic books, I want to have the physical just because I, I like, I love that flipping through a comic book. Like, I don't know. There's just something about that. I like having the physical comic book, but yeah. I also like having it so I can put it on my shelf. Like these are all my comic books. Like I like that. Um, movies, it's 50, 50. Um, if it's like a trilogy or a series or something I'm really into, I want to have the box set. Yeah. Yeah. I am all about the collection, like the box set collection. I love like having it all in one spot, like uh-huh. so that you have like, cause you know how when they have, like you can get by episode one, two and three, or you could buy the box set that has all the same yeah. branding. One through six. Yeah. Or even if it's just one, two, and three of a certain series or whatever, but it has sure. like, it's the box set edition. It has like the first and three, but it also has all the special. I don't know. I just uh-huh. like having that, that physical thing. And I have like, I have all my box sets next to each other of different things that I've gotten. But for some movies, like if it's love, actually, I 100% would get that digitally. You know, yeah. I wouldn't mind having that or like for certain things. Games, I am now shifting completely from um, physical to digital. Yeah. Because it's I, just so there. much easier. Um, for there was a time when I was buying games physically. I like I switched to digital because it was it was I think it was the first time where I played a full game and I didn't have to get up to take the disc out. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. this is why people do it. This is nice. Yeah, I was still skeptical about it and for for a while about digital just because of like the space it would take on certain hard drives that I have. I was yeah. like, I don't have enough like like for some of the things I do need to have it physically because yeah. I don't have enough memory to do sure. it. But a lot of times now it's just more convenient to. Yeah. And now hard like hard drive space is becoming so cheap that it's like, well, you can just get a new one, you know, or whatever. You can get an external for like a hundred bucks, and then you have triple the amount that you had. Yeah. Whatever. So now I'm I'm all about digital for games, and I'm fifty fifty on digital for movies. I there's not a lot of series or things that I want to have the full box set for. Yeah. Um, but some of them I do, and I really like having a collection. So you- I like having a movie case or a bookshelf that has all those things on it. Don't you hate it though when, when you have you're like getting a series and then all of a sudden they switch manufacturers and it's like, what the box is a little different now. What the yeah, absolutely. Ah. I think that bugs me, I which have, is why I try and wait till I have the full set. What I which is what I not, didn't do for the Star Wars new trilogy. I'm like I just need to get the Force Awakens and now I have that and then it's gonna be a whole hullabaloo. And it's gonna be a whole. Thing but now it's like you're probably gonna get one like episodes eight nine or seven eight nine, and then you're gonna get the box set of seven eight nine anyway. Yeah. And, and then they'll then they'll come out with the complete saga. They'll call it the Skywalker box set or whatever. You know, yeah. they'll just be one through nine, 
all in 4K. And all with the same, like, yeah. bot brand. Yeah. I'll yeah. probably get that. Even though I already own all the movies, I'd probably, <laughs> I would probably get that. Yeah, because it'll be the best version of all of them, and it'll be one collector thing. But And, and I'm all about you that. You have to get rid of the other ones that you have, too, if you wanted to. Yeah, because I'm not too sentimentally attached to the ones I have. I just like have, like, yeah. I do like having that physical thing for the movies. Yeah. And for comic books. I But I don't know about books. I don't have an e-reader. Yeah. I, I just either. have my iPhone. Mm-hmm. So I don't really get too many digital books. I also don't read too many other books in general. That's that's where I'm at. I don't read books a ton, but I I have a feeling that I would if I had something that I enjoyed using enough, like like Erica's got an iPad um that I could probably put put some books mm-hmm. on and stuff. Yeah. I don't like using an iPad. Really? I really don't like it. And so So it, in that case you are physical over digital as far in, in that reason. I am, but I, I have no doubt that I would switch and if you found if something I found that you like like to inter, like mm-hmm. interact with. Have you tried the Kindle or anything like I, that? I haven't. And I I've got a buddy that just swears by his. He loves it so much and it has like all of these things that he's like, "Oh yeah, I just got this book because it was free or whatever." Like Yeah, I got I one like. for my dad for his birthday last year. Um, the closest I've come to di- like switching to full digital on books was doing like audible and stuff and like listening to books, which is kind of its own thing. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I have no doubt that I would switch in a heartbeat if I got, if I got into reading enough to warrant buying something that was specifically for digital reading. Or whatever. Yeah. That's another thing. The, the initial investment, like we don't do that much reading like the books that I have. Yeah. For books that I'm going to, I don't know. It's yeah. a little different. And uh, there is something about because it's it's it is similar to like okay I want the the book is nice I like the smell of the book you know and and as I become more and more disenfranchised with my phone like I I like I like I'm starting to think back I'm like oh, I like I like the books I like comic books I like the smell of all of it and I would like to stop using this thing more and more no yeah just by you saying that I'm like yeah I I don't think like you said if you found it something that you would like like a Kindle or something like that, you would probably switch over. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like the books that I have been reading and paying attention to are all like graphic design books or stuff like that, where it's like, it is all about the typography and like the choice in paper and the choice in like, I don't know. There's a lot of decisions made that I'm like, I want to appreciate this for what it was Yeah, and what it is. And like that tactile relationship that you're having with the book. I do like that. Um, so I don't know if I would switch completely over to like an electronic reading device. Yeah, because there um, there are times when they put in that extra the extra effort or whatever to make it like oh it's worth buying this because here's what like be, because like oh this box set it also comes with all of these never before seen features and it comes with the extra behind the scenes or it's printed on this paper that was hand chosen by the author and mm-hmm. printed in this like in this beautiful way that is like supposed to add to the story. I don't know. There's just a lot of things that I, and I do like, um, and for like design books and stuff, it's about like, and I like looking at them physically versus like on a screen. That makes perfect sense because, because that's the way they intended you to see them too. You know? Yeah. Where it's like, that is truly the intention. There is no better way to experience this than actually looking at the book. And I know that you can flip through pages on like a Kindle or something, but I, there's something completely different about just flipping through a book or a magazine. Yeah. I agree. I, I completely agree with that. And that's, it's funny that I, th- I think this is kind of the, the thing people tend to get hung up on. And I, I just wonder if we'll ever get to the point where there is a better experience because I, I'm, I'm sure there will be. Um, yeah, but I think that it's something that people are still like, it has evolved so much in the last few years. Like I've, I imagine it's just going to keep getting better and better for e-readers. Cause, cause like, I mean, have you tried the, like any of the comics apps? No, I haven't. 
if you if there's ever something like a free trial or whatever where you can just re- it's it is really like mind-boggling especially like even is it like a scrolling one where you're scrolling through or you're flipping through so you can either flip scroll or just tap Mm -hmm. and you can have it so that you either like if you have a big enough screen to where oh i just want to see one page at a time Mm -hmm. you can do that or like hey i want to go from panel to panel panel to panel text bubble to text bubble or anything oh that's really cool that's awesome it's really really cool because i don't know do you have it on your phone still uh yeah i can probably show you some yeah after show you should show me some it because I enjoyed the comics that I read on like the the app, I enjoyed them much more than the ones that I didn't read because it was like rather than oh I'm taking in this page all at once, which is a nice experience because you're seeing the artist's like full vision all at once. It's cool to like oh my gosh this piece is cool and then what's going to happen next? Like it builds the that's super in interesting. Yeah, and I think that that is it's that's almost like why people would rather just watch football on TV. Cause it's just like, that is a, an experience that I can't get because I can't just break this page apart with my mind and read it chunk by chunk. Yeah. Football. Okay. So you brought up an excellent thing. So yes. physical versus digital. Uh-huh. I feel like sporting events, watching it. I don't know. This is, there's such a schism in my mind about, or like, like contrast and opinions. Cause one of them, like for football, it's so much better to watch in your own living room. You have the commentary, you have the scores, you have everything else. You have like, you can do like slow motion replay and blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. Right. But for me, basketball, I love being there just because the environment is so different in your living room than like at home. Like you're not watching a play by play on for basketball. No. Like you don't, they're not drawing on the screen. You're not gaining anything from their commentary that you're not gaining from the in arena experience. Totally. So, I do really like going to those sporting events, especially like college basketball. Like the it's it's energetic there, you know. It's and it's even like when you get into like close games or Blazers games or like you're just like playoff atmosphere. It's the atmosphere is unmatchable, you know. Yeah, it, I I wonder if part of that is like football is so big that like it's like oh they're down there. It's hard to see what's going on. Whereas basketball is like oh my gosh, oh my god, oh my gosh, and yeah. now they're coming back toward us, you know, or yeah. something like that. I don't know. I guess it depends. It's a little bit different for me, sport by sport. Yeah. Um, Concerts. Because, like, for example, here's another one randomly. Why would you want to go? Why on earth would you want to go to a golf game live? (laughs) Right? There's no reason. Yeah. But there's so many people who enjoy watching golf on TV because, like, you see one person swing and then it immediately goes to the next person or the next, like, this guy's on the green making putt. And then, oh, he went away. All right. Let's go to the next guy. Like, and I can follow this guy for the whole day. I can watch everything he does rather than having to, like, all right, well, I got got to see him. Now Now the next guy's coming through. Like, so that one or, or I don't know, tennis, that's a toss up for me. I don't know what would be better, being there or being on TV. Probably on TV, maybe. You don't have to do the back and forth looking. Yeah. Oh, they're over there. Oh, the balls over there. Oh, the balls over there. Oh. Um. Another toss up for me would probably be gymnastics. That'd be it's cool to probably see it in person. I know. But then I. But then it's also I love hearing the commentation, <laughs> the commentary yeah, I on feel, it. I feel like the Olympics in general is like, man, if I could go to the Olympics but get a live feed of what they're saying on TV, so I know what's going on. Yeah. So that I can pretend pretend like I followed this all year, and now this is that moment where okay, Natalia's sticking the dismount, and she's done it. Ooh, but that's gonna oh, a little wobbly on the landing. That's going to bring down. Now remember, she's been tough in her scoring lately. You know, like that's what I look forward to. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff I look forward. Do you have to. any other things that you were, can think of that you would bring up the physical versus the digital concerts? Ones? 
context. Interesting. Elaborate. There has been a trend, and I don't know if you've noticed it as much as I have, but there has been a trend lately of, okay, this band or this guy is going on tour, um, and tonight in Chicago, we're live streaming their show, you know? And it's like, so you can just watch their concert on YouTube or whatever, which is awesome. But there, or like, you can get the Blu-ray of John Mayer's latest tour, and like you can do that. But there's nothing like going to a show. It's it's the one time where I really feel like you are missing out by not going to a concert, even if, like, yes, if you want to see the show in in its entirety and like see it in, in like the best way possible, definitely get the get the Blu-ray. But you're going to hear the show I feel like I feel like that's more important and so then yeah you you want to hear it you want to be there and feel for me they're two completely different things like um you need to go to the show to experience it and all that stuff but um owning or having the show on blu-ray or dvd that's like it's not the concert to me it's just like it's like owning the album but you get to watch it you know yes exactly it's not it's not go it's not a concert it's owning it's your you have the album and you just get to see the all like see it live because i know that lots of like um natalie's parents like like watching the eagles live and stuff like that yeah a bunch of other things so that's cool um or journey or whatnot yeah i remember i had this i have a it's like an old dvd of journey back when steve perry was with them and it's like this awesome concert they played. And it's like that I used to watch, I watched it like over and over again because the DVD was so good. And that was yeah. the closest I was ever going to get to seeing Steve Perry journey. And then yeah. when I saw them live with, I can't remember the new, the new guy's name, but you know what I'm talking yeah. about. I, when I saw journey live, it was like, Oh, I can't watch that DVD anymore because man, journey is freaking good. You know, it's like things like yeah, that. Exactly. So those are two different experiences for me, but I totally understand what you're talking about. Um, we were for talking concerts about, versus. Yeah. We were talking about because um, Taylor Swift is going on tour, you know, and stuff. And just announced and she's obviously skipping Portland again. By the way, yeah, is that two tours in a row? Just four years straight of no Taylor Swift in Portland. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, you know, we don't. We, it's all right. We don't need her. All right, we don't need her. So anyway, she announced her tour, and Erica was looking at tickets because she is playing in Seattle, which is close enough that it's like, all right, we gotta see her at least once. We've never been. And tickets were like 130 bucks for like that. That was as uh, low price as we could go to where it would still be worth it to go. Cause obviously like a concert in like the 300, 400 level is, is not exactly the same as a concert between like 200 and below, you know? Yeah. Like that's what, that's where it does get a little bad. Cause like even the sound is not going to be good if you're a mile and, and a half you, away. You're not even going to see her essentially on stage. Like, yeah. yeah. Like that is like, well, you're, you're, you're watching her watching on the big the screen. screen. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're essentially watching the DVD and just really loud. And that's, so that's a different thing. But so tickets were 130 bucks. And we, so we kind of got into this conversation of like, man, is it really worth it to go to concerts anymore? Or like, is that, cause that's where it, cause it can sometimes like the physical, and be like, oh, it's more expensive. Like, there's way more overhead for something in the physical medium. But it's just, you know, that's what I worry about. Is like the because we've talked about the physical things that we like to buy. But what what happens when like, all right, here's the Chris, Chris the Chris Nolan collection is coming out. It's all in 4K. But also, it's also like five hundred dollars. It's gonna be yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's gonna be that much. But here's the digital version. It's feature complete. But since we don't have to go through any of the production and don't have to make any of the cases, or you don't get the leather bound books that come with it or anything like that, and it's gonna be half that price. It's like, 
well, I'm probably just going to go digital. But I, it'd be kind of sad to lose out on those those things that you do want to. Wait, are they making the um, Nolan set complete set digitally too? No, no, he would never do that. I don't think. So it is a 4K box set. Yeah, it it is a box set, or you can buy them piecemeal. But anyway, but I'm I'm just saying, like, what happens when they finally just go? Look, we don't have any manufacturing costs to get this download to somebody why don't we just make it cheaper so then we don't have to worry about and we still are raking in the same amount of profit or whatever but we'll sell that much more you know if it comes down to it where they stop making the physical version of movies or games i don't think i'll be too hurt about it you don't think so you wouldn't miss out on your your uh nine disc collection Okay, I would miss out on it if it was if it happened before I could get the nine disc one. <laughs> yeah, if it, okay. if I could complete if I could complete the box sets I have like right now, I'm like, okay, this is good. I have what I need, and then the rest of them digital. I'll be fine with that. All right, that's fair. Same with games. Like, I'm even a little sad that I have a physical copy of Horizon. I love that game, but I'm like, that would have been cool if it was just like I love the box set, but I'm, the box the case of it. But I'm like, yeah, this I should have thought about this and just got it digitally. But we got a great deal on it on Amazon. Yeah. That okay, that was the thing I I I think I forgot my train of thought when I was about to talk. Yes. So Amazon for a while was doing the like pre-order discount or like the discount for the first 2 weeks of sale with physical things. Like I think it was for both movies and games when they'd come out new, it was like hey, it's 25% off if you buy it within the first 2 weeks of release. And that was like well, I have to do that because they weren't discounting the digital, but they've gotten rid of that now. So now it's like, well, I guess... The same price. Either way, you might as well get digital. Yeah. Can and you get digital through Amazon or you still have to go through the PlayStation you can Store? Get, you can buy digital codes through Amazon for different things. Really? Um, yeah. and But they never drop in price, which is the weirdest well, thing. Well, that makes, it makes sense, though, that they don't have a special discount. Kind of. But like when the physical version is on sale for $45, you would think, like, okay, yeah, I'd like to buy that for $45, but I don't want to... I don't want to like you would think that they'd be like, "Hey, this is on sale." Also, this one's on sale. Yeah, I wonder how to work with how they would have to work with the gaming people, like companies, to do that. Yeah, and like obviously, sale sales probably come because it's like, oh, we have an excess in stock or whatever, so yeah. we can drop, drop the price for a little but bit. But for digital, it's harder to no, do that. There's none of that, so it's. I mean, it all it all makes sense in some way, but it would just be nice to like have only digital. I think I think it'd be really good. Yeah, less shelf space to use up. As long as I can have my first book bookshelf of stuff, then I'm fine with that. Yeah, all, all that first edition business. But yeah. yeah, I mean, with your like with like design books, I feel like that's never gonna go away. Yeah, that's fair. Nobody's but we also it. just have the internet, so you can just look at things. You don't have to get the books. The internet is a thing. Well, not for long. Not for long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It'll be like it'll be the internet as they want you to see it. Um, what's your thought? I know we we're almost wrapping it up, but then, um, what's your thought on like Powell's bookstore? See, that's that's one of those things where it's an experience it to is. go into like a nice bookstore. I loved going even into Barnes and Nobles. I love Barnes and Noble and just like going and reading comic book or like a, like oh, looking through awesome. the books and stuff like that. But Powell's is completely different. Like they have six levels or five levels or whatever, and just like it is amazing it is awesome to just go in there and look through all these different books and stuff like that and it's it's something that you can't replicate digitally you know something about me that i frequently forget i love the library do you do you enjoy the library um as a kid i really did i didn't like reading but i loved going to the library and okay. getting like looking at things so that same feeling that you get when you walk into a barnes and noble or pals it's that's I feel like that happens at the library. It's not as interesting at the library for me. Like at Powell's and at um, at 
Barnes and Nobles, like I would go to the comic book section or I'd go to like the art section or the cooking yeah. section. Like they, it wasn't the same at the library when I was going as a kid. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. But now like they have an extensive they got, comic book they section. Got, yeah. They have really these, good yeah. comics and they even have video games and movies. Like the, the last time it's been a while since I've been in the library, but man, I was, there was a time like it was when I first got into comics. I was like, I'm just going to go to the library and see what kind of comics they got. And it was like, man, I could just peruse for hours and it felt just like going to Barnes and Noble. And then I walk out with a free comic book and I'd read it and take it back and read another one. That's awesome. I used to get, uh, I don't know where my library card is. I should probably look into that. Oh, it's been a minute since I've <laughs> used mine. <laughs> but um, I used to get Star Wars comics uh, from the library. I would be fine if physical physical media was supported only by libraries for the rest of eternity. And then you just, all right. So you can only borrow. You can own. I'd be fine with that. I don't know about that. If it's physical, the only reason I want it physical is so I can own it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, so I don't know. I think so. That'll just be my book solution. It's like I want to. Re- I want to read the book. All right, I'll go get it at the library. Yeah, but if I want to own it, I'll have it digitally. Yeah, but if I want to have it in my hands, yeah, makes sense. So if you have any, um, like, and I'm talking to you, listener, if you have any good ways to read books digitally. And that we're missing out on. You should send it our way at uh, sayyourthing at gmail.com. Or, like we've said, anything you want us to talk about or input that you have on the debate of physical versus digital, as well as your thoughts on public transportation, please uh, let us know. Jeremy, this has been a, a great show. I had a lot of fun. It's been a, almost a cathartic show. I, yeah. I, I needed that after this evening. Yeah, so it was good. I'm, I'm feeling, uh, feeling good about it. Mm-hmm. As always, this has been the Things and Stuff podcast. You can follow me at the Sneath and me at Jeremy underscore one. I was going to change my. Uh, I, I talked about a while ago trying to change my my handle. It didn't work out. Oh, well, my apologies. That's all right. So I'm going to be at the Sneath. You can follow the show at Things Stuff Pod. Things and Stuff posts each and every Thursday. So we'll see you here next week after Christmas. Bye bye.